24-hour deadline, do you think uh, that we are likely, or should I say Treasury, would be likely to find a solution here to pay Citibank? Yes, so I think the reality is that they actually have no option whatsoever. Um, but what interestingly, interestingly, I heard last night that this wasn't even on the agenda for Cabinet, who chasing around after other matters at this stage. So my take on it, my sense on it, is that they're probably just going to take an appropriation from one of the other departments which you know, can be spared, which perhaps wasn't going to be used, and apply it in this particular instance. As you said in your introduction, the PIC is digging in their heels. They're not lying any funds out. They, as far as we know, they're not trying to sell off the, the telecom share at this stage, although I wouldn't rule that out. Um, so I suspect they're just going to do a budget appropriation. Not, sorry, not even a budget appropriation, just a reallocation um, from another department to get through this $1.6 billion for, um, for Citibank. But uh, the fact of the matter is they need $6.4 million. Um, we don't know what the status of the other rollovers or the, whether the, the, the other loans are going to be renewed at this stage or either. So what is the long-term solution for SAA? If you look at the current state of affairs, you know, you've got uh, flight uh, routes being cut. Uh, how does this carrier survive? Yeah, the, the, the obvious solution um, is simply to run it as a, as a uh, is a private entity. That doesn't, that doesn't mean it has to be privatized, although I think it would be a good idea. But by a private entity, it means it should be left alone without interference from government, rather like Ethiopian Airlines is as a state-owned airline. Ethiopians is a fully state-owned airline, yet it makes regular profits. It makes $250 million worth of profits last time. SAA could do the same. But it just needs to be set free from government interference. At the same time, I think there's a very good case to be made for a whole or partial privatization. It could get into into a partnership with another major airline, which would give it better access to routes, better access to skills, and better access to capital. All of those things would be good. Um, and, yet, and at the same time, it could be sold off entirely. There's a very good argument to be made that government has no business whatsoever running airlines. It's a very complex business with very low margins. Not even if you can find someone who is suitably qualified and, um, you know, uh, has the requisite experience to run it properly? Well, absolutely. But the, 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 the rider on that has to be that that person has to be left alone to, to run the, the airline profitably. That means not having to fly to places that might be unprofitable, not having to overstaff the airline, um, not having to, to, um, to bow down to pressures for, uh, in, in, on the side of procurement for corruption and that sort of stuff. It needs a thorough clean-out, which requires strong political will and clout and you can't get that when you've got government uh, and, and literally a government appointee chairperson uh, refusing to leave, overstaying her welcome, and interfering with the airline at, at any particular level, whether it's from the purchase of, of new airliners, which are a billion rand each items, three billion rand an airliner, in fact, to buying fuel on a regular basis. All of these are, are, are corruptions that have set into the airline and which have been causing it to lose massive amounts of money. So, SAA CEO Vuyani Jahana, what do you think about him? I saw the letter uh, that you wrote, and you're saying he's either very brave or very foolish to have accepted this job. Well, absolutely. I think that goes without saying, because, it's, you know, as I also said, it's a, it's a hospital pass. You know, and you're, you're likely to end up in hospital if you take on this sort of job in a, in a, in a figurative sense, because it is such a difficult job. It has eaten up uh, five CEOs in the last four or five years, um, because, again, it's just so difficult to do this job. I, I think that he's obviously, you know, really brave to want to tackle this. He's, he's, he's said he's going to join on the 1st of November. Um, he doesn't have 
airline experience, which I think can be a major drawback, but there are things that he can get going with immediately to, to, to try and sort the airline out. Well, you know, even without airline experience, um, he can uh, tackle um, loss-making routes and he can tackle uh, corruption. Um, and by the time he's got on top of those sort of things, um, he would hopefully have enough airline experience and have the right consultants in place to enable him to, do, to run, a, run the airline well. You know, he's got a good track record at Vodacom. Here's hoping that he's a good enough manager and a leader to be the right person to run the airline. You know, we need to give him the benefit of the doubt in this regard. Just because he doesn't have aviation experience doesn't mean he's not the right person. But, you know, again, we would have liked to have seen the right person with the right experience. So you don't have this big question mark of credibility and whether he'll be pushed around by those entrenched interests who would rather pull the wool out over somebody with inexperience's eye. That's something that we as taxpayers who are now subsidizing this airline to three and a half billion rand a year. That's the expected loss this year. Um, I, I would really require from a new CEO, it's not okay that he doesn't have airline experience. Let me just point out quickly that uh, we, the taxpayers, are, are subsidizing every airline ticket sold by SAA by 500 rand. So this is effectively a subsidy that the poor are giving to the rich travelers.